0: You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you? A proud phrase said
1: that I must eat this pie. This podcast is brought to you by Cersei's Liquor Lounge. Battles raging outside? Don't know if you'll make it through the night unscathed? Drink up, because Cersei's got you
2: covered. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 22, Blackwater. I'm Jenny. I'm Rachel. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. And I'm Jess. Okay, so first, since this is our uh, last podcast before the holiday season, we wanted to discuss a little bit about what kind of holidays may exist in Westeros that are similar to Christmas, or what should exist, because, let's face it, they probably don't have anything because their lives are very sad. Iron Bank
3: holidays. Isn't every feast Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, every the whole they are just like, what George wants to eat on Thanksgiving. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're all ritual sacrifices of pie. Well, that
0: too. So yeah. yeah. I think the inclusion of pie is how we know that it's the Thanksgiving, and not not another holiday i don't know how- what's thanksgiving like at george martin's house
2: oh dear god jeez oh,
3: seven seven what how many how many
2: 77 courses seven? and he describes each one of them in painstaking detail as they come out <laughs> oh
1: my god it's like nouveau it a nouveau cuisine
2: from hell um uh, their
3: version of halloween is just everybody's life it's all scary <laughs> and
2: Aww. well i was wondering like who would their version of santa be well, do they even
3: have like the a King of the
2: White thing?
4: Walkers? <laughs> right, because they hate they hate winter. This would be like, oh no, let's all hide,
3: because yeah. you don't know. Wait, no, Bloodraven, because he sees you when you're sleeping. You're awake. He, <laughs> he knows know if you're bad or good. <laughs> be good for so don't sleep. fuck
1: up. <laughs> exactly. There you go. The corpse is watching you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he even, doesn't even like he has red, like he has a beard. Can we have those for our Christmas cards, Jenny? Bloodraven is Santa. Okay. And all the little crows Aww.
0: are like little
1: elves. Oh we're god, they're And that, then we can have little can Santa be- Crows on the side.
2: Alright. So um so the rest of the episode we're gonna talk about Blackwater from season two. Um we're gonna give our ratings for it beforehand. And again, our rating system is based on Frey Pie because we're obsessed with it. Um Rhaegar is the best rating, Jared in the middle, and Simon the worst. Jess? What do you rate this episode? I
3: was going to preface what I was saying with the fact that um, I didn't rewatch the episodes, but I have very fond memories of it being the highlight of season two. because that that didn't take a lot. Yeah, that season (laughs) (laughs) has has a lot of issues. Um, I gave it a Rhaegar, so that's my rating for, for Blackwater. I guess we'll go into more detail as to why that is, but I thought it was one of the better episodes of the entire series. Rachel?
0: I also have not seen this episode since it aired. That is a
2: long time.
0: It's been a while, so sorry. (laughs) Um, I remember being okay with this episode, but also not as impressed as everyone said I should be. They said it looked really expensive, and I didn't think it looked really expensive at all. In fact, I remember specifically making fun of the boat.
4: The boat was terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, which boat? Like the, the little boat that they hit under or the boat no, that was No, the water? boat.
2: The war boat that they're the supposed work. to be on. The Davos the... The stands on a deck in front of a green Oh, screen. God. And then <laughs> the ladder, the ladder that goes
0: nowhere, the ladder that,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's coming back.
0: So I'm going to give it a a middle fray. What's his name? Jared. Uh, Jared. I'm giving it a Jared.
2: Lauren?
1: middle Frey. <laughs> i'm sorry um i i i am Rhaegarish on this but i did love middle fray um <laughs> i i thought it was a good episode i i'm i'm going to ignore the bad voting incident but um i, I think it's Rhaegarish.
2: katie
4: um yeah i'm gonna go with Rhaegar esque i mean it was is really good but i think second season is when everything kind of started to lose its shine for me <laughs> So it's always kind of like, hey, this is pretty good for season two. So I'm gonna go with a regar mostly.
2: I'm gonna use a different suffix and go with regari.
4: Hey. We've got hey. we've Rhaeg- got regarish, regar esque.
2: <laughs> um so the, I mean, I had a few issues with the episode, which we'll get to, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty solid, and it was definitely the best of season two, yeah. which, again, didn't take a lot, but yeah, I do I'm gonna, think it was a again, very solid Let's
0: reiterate episode. that that's not, that's like a you-tried star. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, grading, we're grading this on a curve. I still think, in I agree with Jess, in the four seasons of the show, I do think it is one of the better episodes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's let's get into the episode. Um usually we have we divide this by uh storylines and geography, but this time it's all in King's Landing. So let's let's start with everyone's favorite half man, Tyrion. Um I mean i definitely think it's a strong episode for Tyrion. I like his speech and I like that we got the half man chant and he actually got to go into battle, unlike in season one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <I feel laughs> that's nice. Showing him as as a well, it was it was kind of easy to make him seem smart compared to Joffrey, but showing him as a <laughs> as a guy who is capable and would be a lot more if his father allowed him to be, what I think, is important.
2: Mhm. Anybody else have anything to say about
3: Tyrion? Um, yeah, I like that before the episode, and this is kind of one of the issues we kind of had with Watchers <coughs> on the Wall, which has, which has like a similar you know structure it's like all oh, it takes place in so one location unlike watchers on the wall they kind of was setting up Tyrion and this battle for episodes before and I think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why it pays off is that Tyrion's battle preparations were there yeah. in episodes prior so when this actually happens you know it actually matters and it and people are, you know, on Tyrion's side for, for a lot of those reasons. And so that's what I remember about, at least season two, is that's, I think of the Tyrion season. I think that's when, um, yeah, he was at his strongest, his storyline and also his acting, I think is, is really great in this episode too. I right? really understand why people like rally behind Tyrion, not just like in the show, but uh, us as like fans of it and why people really love that character is that he's willing to sacrifice himself you know, for not only his family, but for the city in a way other characters wouldn't. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with everything you have to say. I'm not adding to it. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> no. um, um,
1: well, I love, well <laughs> I love the fact that Tyrion says at some point in the episode that he really trusts Pod, and I think that's great because it shows the beginning of their relationship, and and, and then when when he tries to protect Pod later on, you you see that he's doing it out of out of love for the kid, not just because he's a squire, but because he actually he actually does care about this kid.
2: I wonder what would have happened if he said he didn't trust Pod. Um, <laughs> yeah, or would have killed him. There uh, you go. <laughs> I, mean, um, I do like the scene with uh, Tyrion and Varys and talking about the bells because we were all anticipating season three at that point when he said, and weddings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean.
4: This is actually, I mean, this season, and you see it as as scared as he is in this episode, you kind of see that Tyrion is still having fun, you know? Like, he's still in his role. He is the hand. He is allowing, he's being allowed to stretch his legs a little bit. And so he's a little bit too cavalier with Varys, you know, making that implication that Varys knows the name of every boy in town and just kind of being slightly dismissive of him. Like, you see that he's still in this confident place. And then every episode after this, he's just having all of his confidence eaten away so that he's at his lowest point. So it's really, this is his highest point as scared as he is. So that's kind of cool to watch in this episode, knowing he will never get it any better than this moment right here.
2: Now that it's been, you know, now that we're in season four and we've decided we like this episode, does anyone actually miss the chain? No, 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 Uh, I don't either, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard to,
0: the show version of King's Landing is so small and that it it sort of fits. They just take things out. The the world is doesn't need to be as well-rounded as as it, it does in the book. So it's like a, a, it's a lost detail that at first we thought was kind of not not okay, but now the the world is so I don't know. It's I don't want to say Yeah, it's small, it's
2: blurry, there's not a lot of detail. So it it fits. I mean I don't think people would have really understood the reasoning behind the chain the way that you do in the books where you understand the geography of it more. Um to understand why that's going to actually make a difference, but Yeah, are you kidding? They were probably like,
0: Oh, boats. I can't we can't have any more boats. We have (laughs) one we have one
2: quarter of one boat and a spotlight. (laughs) i do i do hate how like dark everything is and i know that's always a consistent problem with this show is everything is really dark but like when they're like they're coming and i'm like i can't actually see anything (laughs) yeah i I
1: feel like i'm i'm like i try to turn the lights out now when i watch stuff because i figured if i turn the lights out the brighter stuff will stand out out more no
4: no, it's just (laughs) like being in a
1: tunnel all the time
4: (laughs) It's funny, that's very meta now that you think about it. It's like, where are all the boats? Why do we only have one boat? Like, all the characters are saying exactly what we're thinking. Well, I mean, they were
2: saying, why do we only have one boat? Because there literally was only one boat on their side. But, yes. You you can really think of it as, like, a meta
4: thing. And then there's Tyrion, a.k.a. David and Dan, going, shh, just watch. Just watch what
2: happens. Speaking of the lovely green explosion, um, I do enjoy everybody's reaction to that. You know, I mean... Jo- uh, Tyrion's all like, oh god, what did we just do? But we had to. Braun is like, ooh, that was interesting. And then you have, like, uh, Hal and the Pyromancer being all like, ha, ah, look what I just did, this is amazing. It worked! worked.
3: <laughs> Roy Gatrice, right? That's yeah. Yeah,
2: the <laughs> And <laughs> Joffrey's back there going,
3: yes, this is awesome,
2: I had nothing to do with this, but this is great! I'd like to
0: pause us on this moment because I think in the books there's this, dread that you have about the fact that there is so much of this stuff stockpiled under king's landing Mm -hmm. um and it's come up a few times just like mentions but like really it's been forgotten and it's also been forgotten in in the show completely so i don't know like is this is this a setup is there is a dragon gonna come and like
4: well did they use all of it you were talking about they could not possibly have couldn't possibly used all
1: of it in that one dinky boat they you wouldn't have had the manpower about... to
4: carry it. Yeah. You you guys are talking wildfire, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Because I'm just thinking, like, it, it, what's the setup? A dragon comes and firebombs King's Landing and the whole thing explodes? Could be.
4: I mean, how long was Cersei the one who stockpiled it to the point no, that or it... has that? No,
1: been, it's like, the Mad kind of King. Mm-hmm. That was the Mad was, King who did yeah. that. that. He was <laughs> the one who wanted to blow up King's Landing to begin with, and that's why Jaime... Killed him. Yeah.
4: I mean, is there a good use for it at all? Is there a way that it could be used? Other than warfare?
3: It? Stopping lobster kings. It's good for barbecuing. <laughs> is <laughs> it?
1: I think it
2: would be. S- you gotta cook them in the armor alive, Jess. That's how we <laughs> know. It's good for s'mores. It's good for burning down Tower of the Hand. It's very
3: pretty to look
2: at from afar. Is there I guess they didn't use all of it, unless she had more made. Because she it's, does burn well, down the Tower of the Hand with wildfire.
4: That's pretty. I mean, it was it was hard. It was really hard to watch Well, you there just, was like over seven
1: thousand of them at the time. Yeah. So I can't imagine they used had seven thousand on that boat. There's just no, no way. Poor math. I don't know. I just like
0: to remind. Uh, uh, yeah. Poor oh, math. This, this is, right. is this is actually a parallel with the book that we you know because we complain that the show and the books have you know gone along on different paths. And at least with the wildfire, the show and the book are still in the same place, which is that they have forgotten it exists. <laughs>
4: Pretty much. much.
2: I do wonder if they will burn down the Tower of the Hand, though. It'll be at least a reminder that that stuff exists. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, they bring it up and you're like, oh, shit, there's so much wildfire underneath King's Landing. It's such a bad idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's move on to uh, the Hound and Um I know I have issues with the Hound versus brawn scene. Does anybody else have issues with it? I yes. do.
4: This is this is Katie saying she has major issues with it and I think it's stupid.
2: I mean, to me I said before that I felt like it it seems like one of those threads on westeros.org where people say like who would win the fight Hound versus brawn And The Hound <laughs> Well, yeah. it just it just feels like a very like fan servicey thing and it always has bugged me that George is like, yes, I, this is the one thing that I wish I would have included in my book. I'm like, why?
3: Why? The Hound would destroy Bronn, wouldn't he? Bronn's well, just a yeah. sword.
2: In the, in, the show, in the book, yes. In the show, Bronn would probably win. Uh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, the scene just kind of feels... It's one of those scenes that feels long, that doesn't need to be long. And... There's the random naked women just as props that Com- always... Completely,
3: you know, uh, with modern <laughs> waxing, mind yeah. yeah, right. No, there's no <laughs> hair, on, hair that on that woman's body <laughs> at all.
4: <laughs> I get it's a brothel. I get that you're like, well, it's, it makes sense. They're supposed to be, like, but whatever. It, it just was so gratuitous and dude broy, and it was like you... At that point, I don't like Braun. and generally speaking, I like Braun, but he's just sitting there and just making shitty jokes and... Uh, I don't
3: and, think it was a Bronn, though. Why would the Hound be in the... I don't...
0: Was no, I think they had just brought her there. Are
3: you serious? Are you serious? Are yeah, it wasn't them, a though. So then what the it's fuck? Why are there, like naked
4: t- why are there titties in my face in this scene? Because they're
1: all about to die, so they
2: want to have sex before they do that. Yeah, I mean I will say though that a... her dress was a lot harder to get her out of than the dresses usually are. Yeah, I was had like, to, like twist a lot her of work. around three times. I was like, This is taking a lot to get her out of it. I thought that was a lot of work. It was.
4: But and then you have the hound coming in and he's just a drip. He's just saying, yeah. you're, you're a killer, and I feel like it's a constructive use of my time to pick a fight with you and have a physical altercation in a bar before we're actually going to have a battle.
2: It was just kind of dumb. I think
0: that they were trying to show that the Hound was scared, like, that he is a coward. Like, I, because they're similar characters, but they have fundamental differences, like, Bronn mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be a coward, whereas they kind of harp on the fact that the Hound is kind of a coward. Like, he he fights people... Like a, you know, like a dog fights people because they're afraid. And Braun doesn't. So well, I think I that think, they were just trying to Bron contrast
1: them. Yeah. I just don't think Braun has any fear, whereas we know the yeah. hound
2: has fear.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, it was stupid and gratuitous, but I think that's I think that's what they were trying to do.
2: I'm not saying there aren't, like, merits to the scene, but I definitely think the way it was shot was just, like, meh. Nah. Uh,
0: yeah, well, that's you know...
2: Yeah, <laughs> put it in. The,
0: it's another one of the long, you
2: know, line of sex position scenes. I mean, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, well, this whole scene, the whole episode's going to be a battle. We're not going to have another chance to get naked people into it. So let's throw them here. Mm-hmm. That um, that really
4: could have been I, I genuinely believe that that's probably was it. It's like we need to have some titties in here somehow. So. Braun, here yeah. you go.
0: But you know what? Back, back when you know, let, let, let's also think this was back when they had naked women who were having sex of their own free will, supposedly. So you know, good old days. Uh, <laughs>
4: hmm. uh, so
2: I mean, otherwise that scene, you know, Jerome Flynn has a lovely voice. Yes, he the does. Castamere. Oh is so um, that rendition unself- twenty-five of the? Th- how many times? I was going to say, that? what's yeah. what's everybody's favorite version of the Rings? <laughs> No, well, it's
4: my least
1: favorite song ever. I'm doing a count on our blog post for season two, but now I can add this one into how many how many rains of Castamere got thrown in.
2: I think we've. Well, so there's far- also the one at the end of this episode, which is the actual. Yeah, but I think we've only version.
1: I think we've only gone from what I've done on my rewatch of season two. I think there's only been one episode so far that hasn't had it in some <laughs> form, and I think I'm up to episode five.
2: Yeah. yeah, everybody knows it at this point. I like when they're like, where'd you learn the Lannister song? I'm like, doesn't everybody know that song? It's the only song.
1: It's like drilled into your head.
2: Yeah, it's the, it's the rickroll of Westeros. <laughs>
4: <So> <laughs> it's like you won't even have another
2: song until the next season when you get Bear and the Maiden Fair.
4: We didn't even get Bear and the Maiden Fair. We didn't get it. It was like mentioned no, you... once.
2: Well, not this season, but yeah, we got it. No, I'm saying you won't. you don't get it for another season. Right.
4: No, I know. I'm just like irritated because there's so music is such a big part of George Martin, like the books. And this could have been like a gold mine. They could have been getting a lot of different like artists in to do
2: renditions of it. And it would have well, been. I thought cool that's what they aside. were going to
0: be doing because they did start out getting different artists to do things, and then it, and
2: then they had them do the same song over yeah. and over again. Yeah, yeah, it was horrifying. What they
0: needed some Taylor Swift action. They should
1: hire Taylor oh, Swift. God. Oh, oh God, no, Taylor <laughs> oh. Swift
2: to do Last of the Giants. and she can yeah. be the
1: ambassador to Westeros and write a song no. about. Well, them. there's no. We, right.
2: We've moved on
0: from Last of the the Giants, because that would have been Taylor Swift to
2: do the Dornishman's wife, yeah. Dornishman's wife? wife, Taylor Swift as Val. Oh, stop doing that. Okay, no, that's just,
1: that's just gross. Okay, just She's gross. Not the no, try to figure what Kiefer Sutherland is. Uh, they cast her as uh,
4: Eponine at first. You don't know.
1: She yeah, dance? I know. King heard... of Arthur Dane. Was that <laughs> right? Her one? That was I was trying to say. Yeah, but no. And when I heard that she was going to Eponine, I wanted to gouge my eyeballs out. So no, agreed. agreed. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure she's a nice person, but I can't stand her music. <laughs> let's let's go back to I the house. I like hound. shake it off. I do. Oh. Like shake it off. oh my god, that song! Oh my god, it gives me hives. I want to punch kittens. Hey you know, Lauren. Time for for hey no. Lauren. Hey no. Lauren. No. Just shake it off.
2: No. Don't, don't, don't make. <laughs> you know what? time for an awkward segue about how the hound couldn't shake off his fear for fire. Y'all dead next time I see you.
1: Jenny, you're first, because I'm seeing you Sunday. Hey, I'm trying to bring it back here. Next time y'all come over, I'll be poisoning to, you. To 1989? Hey, get, get yourselves a food taster when you come to my house. Shake, shake, shake. Sorry. Okay.
2: Anyway, the hound being afraid of fire. Good job, Rory. Good <laughs> job,
3: and and you know what? Jenny and Winter is coming. <laughs> we already know
1: that. Well, now the hounds can be warm with all the flames around. Wait, was
3: this the last time
0: his makeup looked good, or did his makeup start looking bad in this episode?
1: It's I don't remember. I I so still, good.
4: it started melting in this episode. and Is ended. that why? Yeah.
0: Because of the fire. And due, to, and due to the wig budget, they weren't able to fix it. So, they just exactly. had to keep slapping it on yeah
4: exactly they were just like moving it's it the around. same
2: prosthetic that they just keep putting on his <laughs> they were poking at it with popsicle again.
4: sticks hoping it would look better excuse bad. me
3: danny needs her new dress every season okay
4: <laughs> god forbid Jora needs a new shirt
1: no that's where all money's going to buying herself a dress not him a shirt <laughs> That thing must smell so rank, I can't even think about it. Ugh.
0: Well, you see what happened is, is everyone else gets a full wig budget, but Rory, he only gets half a wig budget because he only needs half a wig, and then the other half is for his face.
2: <laughs> Thank you for bringing it back to the hound. There you go. Let's, let's try and continue on here, shall we? Um, so, we have the hound running away from the fire and saying fuck the king to Joffrey's face. Oh, I love that so God, much. Know,
4: awesome. Can I tell you, Joffrey just looks harp. Uh, he's a little monster, but this little monster has had this guy as his, like, surrogate daddy for his entire life. <laughs> that's hard. That, like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would call him
0: a daddy. <laughs>
4: not a surrogate daddy, but, like, a surrogate, like, I don't know. Friend? Because he has puppy.
0: none? Maybe puppy. Yeah, I was going to say surrogate friend, surrogate yeah. big brother, but not even brother.
1: I was thinking more bodyguard.
0: Yeah,
1: well, that's his actual job. No, but like, you know, not even like, like having such a disconnect like this is that's like maybe Joffrey felt like he I don't know. It just well, he's, Jack he's was great dis- in
0: this episode. Yes, yeah, he, he was.
1: was. He was really great in this episode. He pulled
0: Some really good faces.
1: Yeah, he, he actually showed a human cool. side to uh to Joffrey. Yeah, I mean, the poor kid.
4: He's like, I don't want to be in this battle. We're losing and it's not as fun anymore. And I need to go inside.
2: Yeah, and Lancel's like, team, you have well, to be at the front. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and he
0: has pathos suddenly instead of being a caricature.
2: I do love the scene with Tyrion, Lancel, Joffrey, and the Hound talking before the battle, <laughs> because it's great. And I love Lancel having to repeat everything that Tyrion says because he's just like, <laughs> I have to say this, and I don't really want to, but um, okay, Joffrey, here goes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the
1: best the the four of them together, that was the best. Like they each had to, to talk for the other one.
0: If Water. they were gonna do a spin off of Game of Thrones, it should definitely be Lancel and the Hound. And... Pre,
3: um pre uh, religious uh, Lancel. Yeah, pre, yeah, I don't know. I, could I don't be know. Funny. He kind of still
1: I like the fact that at one point he makes he makes Wait, it wasn't even in this episode. Never mind. But earlier in the season, he mentions he says something about uh, praying to like, you know, he swears on the seven gods. So like it already leans towards that there is some sort of religious religion with him. And yeah. so like,
2: everyone's gonna remember that. Every, uh, <laughs> he hasn't been in the show for two seasons. Last time on yeah.
3: Game of Thrones, random <laughs> shot of Lancel <Lample laughs> going to the Seven. This is how season five is gonna open. No, born again Lancel. It's
1: the, it's the subtlety, and it's like the book. It's something the book readers will will catch, whereas the the show watchers will be like, when did he find God? Oh.
4: No, I actually, I remember the scene you're talking about, and it's when Tyrion, it, no, I know, it was when Tyrion talks to Lancel, I like, basically corners Lancel about sleeping with Cersei, yes. and so he's playing that bullshit with Jay like, I'll tell Jay- Jamie, and he'll come kill you, and so Lancel swears on the seven gods. Uh-huh.
1: To, oh, no, no, it, it was, it was, it was, it was around that time, but it was when, when he's trying, do- he, it's when he's outside with him, and they're trying, he's trying to get information yeah. from him, and he's, and that's when he he swears on it and it's like it is it's a very subtle thing but the readers will catch it
4: I don't even know if I would call that a subtle thing though I think it would just be he's pissing his pants and he's trying to think of the strongest language you could use speaking of Lancel like bro why do you think it's going to be cool for you to disagree with the queen in front of everyone
2: Cause Lancel's not smart. Yeah, but I almost feel he like, he he was he was right her, like he's trying to do the right thing with her. Like he's like, "Oh, I can tell you things in public; it's fine." No, he tries to order
4: her. Like his ass is saying, "And I'm telling you, we're bringing the king out." And it's like, "And that's why you got your wound punched, idiot." Yeah. Well, <laughs>
1: that was funny. It was Aww. funny, but I just I feel like Harry <sighs> was trying to do the right thing for a change. And
3: can I just say something I missed about this scene? Is like in the book how like Sansa helps him. That's not on the show, right? That wasn't in this episode. No. No. No, that's what I like, right? When Lannister <laughs> gets hurt, like, she, like, even though he's a Lannister, she's even saying, like, why am I helping him? I miss that. Speaking of Sansa, I do really
2: like the scene with her and Joffrey and her kissing heart eater and being like, oh, my brother always fights in the front, of, always leads the vanguard. Won't you be leading the vanguard? Of course
3: you will be. And he's just like, oh, God. Oh, what's happening? <laughs> no, oh,
4: the passive aggra- like the passive aggression is strong with that one. She's that's so brilliant. great, particularly
3: like, oh. yeah. But with Tyrion, she's like, "I pray for your safe return." He's like, "Hmm, do you?" She's like, "I Just like this." Just as I pray for the king. Yeah, she's like, "I like and this. I f- Tyrion's I reaction." Th- I like this girl.
1: <laughs> I feel bad for him in that moment too because it's like he's like, "Wow, you know, that's nice." And then she throws that dig in, and he's like. Oh, wah, wah, wah. oh no! I think he's proud of her for it
4: because I he's like, so yeah, too. yeah. Because yeah, I think he's <laughs> like, do you
2: really? Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs>
4: Yeah, because you know he's been pulling well, that shit his whole life.
1: <laughs> well, he does say earlier in the season how he's he's like Lady Stark. I th- I think you'll you know I think you'll you may uh, survive
2: uh, us. Yet. You may survive us yet. You know yeah. And yeah. he
1: knows it. He knows it. That she's she's smart.
2: It's
4: surprising me how many lines from this season I actually remember. It's like as we're talking about it, it's all all the quotes are coming back.
0: What I yeah. remember of this episode <laughs> is that this is the episode. <laughs> That's that Cersei. That That's... all the good gifts come out of her. Oh, my
1: <laughs> God, they do. They Lena sure
2: amazing in this
4: episode. Yeah, this is quite possibly her best performance to date. She's
2: so good. She's. I just love, like, the honesty between her and Sansa in those scenes. I mean, not so much on Sansa's side, but on Cersei's side. She's like, and you'll be Joffrey's in joy. <laughs> right.
4: I love that line. <laughs> I love it. her whole thing. Like,
1: what are you doing? God, you're, you're praying. Party. Why are you praying? You're so perfect. Oh, you're so perfect. Like I know she's like, of course
4: you are. Oh, just the it's disdain so that's just dripping from her. F- it was beautiful. It was so great. And yeah, and then she's
1: like, so good. Drink up. No, drink up.
4: <laughs> she said, <wasn't laughs> drink. drink properly. She's that asshole at the, your first college party who's like, really, you're sipping that shit. Just drink. Just go.
2: That's exactly what she is. <laughs> And I do love the scene between her and Tommen and on the Iron Throne at the end. Oh, I mean, crazy. even though we all knew she wasn't going to go through with it, it still was kind of like, are they are they going to do this? What are they doing? Okay.
4: You know what I'm wondering, though? I mean, she was so amazing in this episode. And then the next season, they wrote her just constantly drunk. And she never got to this level of just um, revelation with her own emotions and what's going on with that. And I'm wondering if they were trying to recreate this. And it just never worked because, I mean, this was just this self-contained moment of brilliance.
0: I think what you're touching on, Katie, is the fact that drunk Cersei is 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 actually, like, a thing and yeah. that maybe only George can write her.
4: I, I actually agree because, like, yeah, he put some of her own layers in there that I don't think David and Dan ever really did.
0: No, actually, like, I, I mean, it's done out of pain, I think, I don't. I think that you were right. They're trying to recreate the funniness. I think they saw that Lena it has is very witty, and they wanted to give her all of those moments again. And instead, they just, you know, too much of a good thing.
4: Yeah, they just made her very scared. They made her kind of hiding. But there's one imagery in season three. Yeah, and very bitter.
0: <laughs> bitter. Yeah,
4: she she's got the wine glass in her hand. She's covered by that grating. And it was the first episode of season three, and that's just basically what they what they did for her for the rest of the show. They have her in a box. Um, emotionally vulnerable and lashing out at people. And I'm like, well, that's not Cersei. This is Cersei. Like, what you're seeing her here, that's who she is.
2: I agree with you. So the other part of this that I wanted to talk about was uh, Shay. And this is one of the other, like, minor quibbles I had with the episode. Um, More in terms of how it turned out was that they kind of keep teasing at Shay's backstory. Like, that's a part of show Shay, and I love show Shay. But... Then they, like, you know, forced her back into her book character for, you know, her death in season four. And I feel like you never got the backstory. They always just kept teasing it. And so when you rewatch this, it kind of falls flat because you're like, well, you know, that was never fulfilled.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, when George does that, you feel like it's, like, a literary device of just, like, you never get to know everything and, you know stuff that, that, things that aren't neatly, um, bookended, but in the show, I don't give them that much credit, I think it's, no, bad. I don't either, we forgot, we didn't have enough time, we never, we weren't able to do it, it's not really important, so, we just didn't do it.
4: I'm with you guys in that they really just killed her character, they, they made her interesting, and literally, just... and
2: figuratively, it's the thing that's always bugged me about what they did with Shay, is, and then they do it with other characters, too, where they, like, start to fill them out, and, like, make them more well-rounded characters than maybe their book counterparts counterparts and then they have to force them back into the book storyline and they just sort of ignore everything that they've been doing
1: right and, and, and that's she's really such frustrating a, she's such a better character on screen than she is in the book oh, yeah. she more, is she's more likable she, she there's 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 something to her in the book she's kind of this one dimension kind of nothing well um, in
0: the book you're like, she's going to betray him. She's going to betray right. him. Like that I mean, you knew it. That was her purpose. Yeah.
1: Right. In and this you yes. see that she cares about Sansa. You see that she's she And I love her relationship
2: with Sansa. Yeah, so I'm do sure. I. That's I think great. it's really great.
4: So then to turn it into a thing where she was jealous of Sansa, like didn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, it's, I but, didn't like I, their motivation for why she was. Like,
0: I think they wanted frustrated. us to know that. Shoshay, at least, really did care about Tyrion. Yeah. And you couldn't, you probably couldn't, if you were in love with someone, you couldn't help but be jealous of of his wife. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Even if he wasn't actually really. (laughs) Right, because she has the name, she
2: has, you know, she can walk around with him in public. I don't think, I think the part that really bugged me was, and this goes into our whole, you know, issues and discussion with leaving out Taisha and that kind of thing, and that They wanted Shay to be enough in that final scene, and I think that they were going in that direction, and I think it could have been fine. I just think to have her disappear and then reappear at the trial, and then you don't see her again until she's in Tywin's bed, I think it's kind of a disservice to the show version of the character to just, like assume that, yes, of course she would betray him. Because you see her, like, turning down, like, the diamonds from Varys. You see her defending Tyrion at, like, all costs. And she has, like, no interest in in betraying him. And I feel like if there were a scene with her and Tywin, like, prior to that, so you saw that he was actually, you know, manipulating her and threatening her, then it might have, at least if you had seen it, then it might have done more for her character than just having you. Yeah, but it might it. Yeah. have, I think for it, the
0: episode as a whole, it would have killed the reveal. So it would have killed the reveal. Yeah. I just feel
2: like there's something missing from it. Cause it just doesn't seem right. Well, yeah. Because you know? they
0: tried to combine, they tried to combine her with, with Taisha. They, and yeah. they wanted her to be this person who was both sincere and manipulated and, I, I, they just didn't I mean, give themselves enough room. They should have done it an episode or two before.
2: I think they could have just had her appear at the trial. I feel like they could have had a scene with her and Tywin or her and Cersei or something where you at least got that they were threatening her. Yeah. Not showed anything with like her and Tywin sleeping together or anything, so like that still would have been a reveal. Right, it would have like been have like been after
0: she was on the stand, so that it yeah. would be like, oh, that's how they got her to do it. Right, just not
4: before beat. that. Just to be yeah. with somebody looking at I, Honestly, I think that's just there as we're talking about it. That's just their pattern is that they have a hard time balancing everything. So there are a lot of important li- storylines that get kind of fallen off or get crammed in there. And it's just unfortunate. And then you get like excessive amounts of time with other things, which unfortunately happen to be usually the sex position stuff or like the excessive race yeah. stuff. Like that. Gets well, it's like if time. they would
0: just take out all the shitty sex position and then like put <laughs> back a lot in, more time. they would also have a better show. Like I get, yes, I get that they would. I mean, they want to win Emmys, right? And like, okay, great. It's one thing to be like, there's a lot of tits and ass on our show, and that's, that's exciting not and that's you sexy. Emmys. But that's yeah. really not what's winning you Emmys. That's, that's You know what's winning you Emmys? Showing proper character motivation. Yeah. Because right. there's tits and ass on that shitty like uh Spartaca? Leonardo Yeah, or no, well Spark is a good show, or at least it was at first. But no, that Da Vinci's Demon show, there's like oh, tits yeah. and ass on that. That's that's <laughs> that bullshit. shows a travesty. Yeah, and that show like it's yeah, and like so what's the difference? You need to differentiate yourself from shows like that and you do it by having superior writing.
4: I mean, like, I really could have done with one less pan in on uh, Craster's Keep when the guys who betray the Night's Watch were in there. Like, I really could have done without that. But do you know how much more
0: powerful and horrific that scene would have been if they didn't do all the sex position all the time?
4: Exactly. If they just had him talking. If you were going to have him talking that much, he's a good actor. If you had just, like, pinned it on him and showed a little bit more of his emotion. No, but I'm saying, like, like, even if
0: they used the sex position in that scene, but it wasn't sprinkled throughout the season like that yeah it would have been like this guy's a fucking monster instead of like oh great more tits yeah it's
3: it's the same thing with any sort of nudity right the novelty of something and i don't want to use rape as a novelty thing so i apologize i'm just saying like nudity you know it it, it matters more or when you have sexual situations they they are more important when they're not as as common Mm
0: -hmm. right
3: it means something yeah. Even
0: if it's cliched, you know, be uh, you know, be uh, as a trope, rape of women as a trope, you know, yeah, right. I think we're all on the same page there. But it, yeah. it it means something if if it's not happening constantly all the time. Like you don't want to desensitize your viewers or your readers. Um, yeah i don't know
2: yeah i don't know but i think for you know next season since i'm sure there will be more rape because that's just what you know that's how it is. is i well, think I mean, we need to basically, get basically she was gonna, raped right like, i just uh, yeah, want that that the was sound nice. clip of cersei saying we're in for a bit of rape and just like play it every time we have to talk about it that's <laughs> the thing.
4: when she says that in that scene when she says that there's a genuine reaction and at that point in the series you hadn't been seeing as much like actual rape on screen as we've seen Yeah, that it, it actually
2: meant something it Impactful.
4: Yeah. Like it impactful. Like, that just goes along with what Rachel was saying. I mean, it's just, I hope that there's somebody who's working for HBO who has looked at this show and said, you know what? Maybe we need to rein it back. I know that's never going to happen, but I would no. wish that for them. I
2: mean, short, random story. I was talking to a coworker about the show and everything, and she writes down, like, out-of-context quotes on Post-its and puts them up at her desk. And so I was talking, and I said, like, I was talking about all the rape stuff, and I was like, did this scene really need rape? And then she put that on her Post-it. So now that's, that's up on her wall. At work. That's awesome. Yes.
1: That's great. You know, I mean,
0: I I would be – I, w- I want to know who is in the room when they're editing. And I want to know if there's any women in the room because I, I don't think that there are.
4: No, probably not. No, I mean, I don't – I think it's kind of a do- editing. I don't know if that's dominated by males, but I would think so just from – the limited experience I have in, like, any kind of tech stuff, it's mostly dudes.
2: Well, clearly their editing needs some work, considering the scenes that shall not be named. Yeah. 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 So, uh... Let's... Let's <laughs> move away from the rape. <laughs> let's go to some nice father-son bonding before a fiery death. Aww. Davos and Mathos. You
0: know what's have- really funny about Davos? is like, okay, so after Blackwater, he... He kind of goes on an adventure, and he hasn't done it yet. So I'm just kind of like, for me, Davos will, in the show, it will always be, like, on that rock. Like- yeah, I was going to say, I
1: wouldn't call that so much an, an adventure so much as sun poisoning, but... <laughs> yeah. But he makes his way back to Stannis, and then he
0: goes on that whole like tour of Westeros thing, which
1: hour tour. Well,
2: and... now he just goes to the wall, right? Yeah. So oh. it's just kind of like I don't really know, what...
0: but I feel like this is sort of when Davos's character arc kind of ground to a halt a little bit just a little bit like month, what in and, the show
2: yeah in the show because i feel like this is where it begins in the book yeah, yeah exactly it so it's a very
0: strange juxtaposition because now i'm kind of like all oh, right davos
4: <laughs> he used to do stuff <laughs> right like he used to be a nuanced character that wasn't really into the zealotry of like the sannis's movement and now every time you see him he's like sannis was the one true king and like that's about it that is has a level of that,
3: Which is an issue. It's also in the books. Like, he has, like, well, how many sons die in the books? Is it seven, or... Yeah, he has yeah, a lot. lot of sons. Like I think he only has, like, two,
1: the two little ones left yeah. at the end. I, I, I kind all... of wish...
3: Yeah, that's the one thing I have, and it's a Martin thing, too, where he never fleshes out, like, Davos', like, backstory as far as, like, his family. Like, he loves his wife and stuff. he's a great character. He's great because he's our window into, like, the commoners, and that's why I've always appreciated him as a character. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think they could do more with him on the show. I mean, they did a lot with him here, but I feel like they can always – I would have liked to have seen more Davos.
0: I think that one thing that George does well is he, he – the the fantasy trope of, like, the humble man who who – Does what he thinks is right and somehow becomes a hero that he never expected himself to be or saw himself as. And I always felt like Davos was on that path somehow. And I don't know what Davos is doing in the show, but
2: it's not going to get Rickon I think I think
3: he's <laughs> yeah, very that's for sure. I think he's very similar in, in the books and the, and the show like he like stands by his beliefs and he has conviction and even if it means like him dying like he doesn't blindly follow everything Stannis does he will say will kill me then if you don't if you don't believe what I'm saying and that's always something yeah. I appreciate about him in the book so I think like they of all the characters that we're talking about I think like Davos is kind of from book to screen I think that he actually has been portrayed Accurately, in the sense of like, yeah, he stands by Stannis, but he doesn't stand by Stannis burning people, or right. if Stannis does something that like he disagrees on a moral level, on an ethical level, he's going to call him out in it. And I think I mean, he's what I love regendry. about, you know, what I love about yeah, their relationship is true. I think that Stannis respects that about him that he was here's a guy who's not a yes man to me, and that he has that man in his inner circle is something I've always appreciated about their relationship of the two of them that he doesn't like blindly just follow stannis into yeah davos is
2: definitely one of the most ethical characters of course he's also the reason that gendry is still rowing (laughs) still rowing
3: this is the episode (laughs) where they talk about where stannis eats um frankie and uh, Arya. (laughs) is it it the one
2: before i thought was this one before is it
3: the one before yeah because
2: there it's the scene in like the previous episode where they're just on the boat Oh, in in front of the green screen, and they're talking, and you're like, <laughs> the This is so weird a scene because you can tell that they're in front of a green screen. It's really dark, and it's just the two of them standing on like an empty deck of a boat. <laughs> it's weird. Coffee <laughs> table. They're Wait. on a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much.
3: laughs> they're in the Wait. showroom of a Pier 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, can we talk about Stannis, like, being all like, how many? said hundreds will die, and what is, like Stannis and said, like, Thousands. Thousands. That's the shock. And it's the,
1: Santa's music, yeah. Santa, Santa's like doesn't doesn't mince words. And then he
2: just jumps over the side of the boat.
3: I know, and he's like rowing onto like the shore and like goes charging into battle. Even though book Stannis would never do that, I I, I love no. it. But what I, I'm watching that, he seems like a Baratheon in that moment, you know. Yes. No. If yeah. Thanos would definitely be in the background, he wouldn't be leading the charge. And I, and I like that they changed that for the show. I think it it works on a, like, cinematic level. Would it be underwhelming if Thanos is just, like, standing there, like, just watching On, on
2: the deck of the boat in front of the green screen the whole time, going, <laughs> yeah, no, What's I, happening? I think Are we, we winning?
4: Oh, shit. But can I ask, like, when I watch that, he's like, thousands and then he goes and he just turns to everybody and goes come with me and take this city and they all start screaming i'm like what are you screaming at why aren't you terrified what are you what you're following maybe that's what they're screaming screaming about (laughs) well
0: because it's either jump off the boat and take the city or burn
4: yeah Acting as if he gave (laughs) decisions decisions this great motivational speech and i'm like maybe it's a physicality thing and i almost believe it when he goes jumping off that boat but at the moment i'm just like what what are your life choices? what is that
0: it is kind of hilarious that there are so many of these major characters like you know Robert did it um uh uh Rob does it um Tyrion is doing it. Like they're all these very important men are like, "Yes, I will lead the charge." <laughs> like, yeah.
3: but be, not Joffrey. Be, yeah, <laughs> yeah to be fair, Stannis would never like inspire people in battle. Like yeah. that would never. They'd no. be like, you know, "Okay, they're just like begrudgingly like just he following." He get Davos to do it. Yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't be the one like leading like the the speech because everybody would just like fall asleep and not like. He'd be like <laughs> yeah, go
0: and fight. What Rachel's right, it's the right thing to do.
4: Right, but you have all these <laughs> officers, you have these officers going into battle, and I'm like, that's not how you do it, bro. Like that—that's battle strategy, one on one. You guys are in the back. You're directing everything. Well, Where to me, it's time just a wonder
0: that all of the, any of these houses have
4: people
3: left.
0: Have, have anyone left, or have any sons <laughs> at all? Because they should all be dead somewhere on a
3: battlefield. Excuse me, that's Azor High, okay? <laughs> With his flaming sword. I mean, but that's the thing. It's supposed to be a big deal when somebody
4: does this because it's like you don't do it generally. You're supposed to do it. Yeah, they all do, yeah, it.
1: They all do they it. it. I'm just wondering how many people actually live in Westeros because a lot of people have been
2: slaughtered four. recently.
1: If I, look, I, look, I remember season two. It's four. four <laughs>
2: so that was many... the hunting scene. In, that's uh, how, how many extras one. they
4: have. <laughs> oh, look, okay. There are 21 actors in Britain. And those were the only people left in Westeros. And that's it.
3: The guy who plays the White Walker gets knocked down and he just gets right back up. <laughs> well, that's again, I can that it. guy in that last frame before. <laughs> Did he just put
4: on another wig? Yeah. Exactly. Well,
3: there's the other half of that, the house. That, wig. No, there, there you go. There's, there's a wig budget.
2: Um, so, Speaking of of Suns leading the charge, we have Loras mm-hmm. riding in to save everybody at the end. And I have to tell you, when I
0: first when I saw this episode, the only time I ever watched it, I didn't know that was Loris.
1: <laughs> exactly, I was like, "Who's that guy?" And we met exactly. him.
4: Exactly, <laughs> it's like the the armor was almost an Easter egg, and all it was was like Loris coming up and like whipping off his helmet. It's like and oh, the his hair it. around it, it was
1: like a, it was like a Pantene commercial. People didn't nice. even know
2: it was him after he took his helmet no, off. No, like
0: I I distinctly remember like being like. Wait, what? Isn't that Who supposed
3: is that to be that? Loris?
1: That's not Loris. Like, I don't know.
3: The wig, you know, they changed from season one. Yeah. To season two. yeah Actually, I remember. I remember when season.
1: they were showing images from when season two was about to come out, and I tweeted. I'm like, "Is that Finn's real hair?" And he responded, and he was like, "Yes." And I was like, "Yay!" <laughs> I remember that. They needed
3: the wig for the battlefield extra.
1: Yeah, I went to one of the extras.
3: I mean, like
4: it the always- one extra. <laughs> His appearance there, literally, the only reason they even still had it was to show that the Tyrells helped Tywin, and there—that's why they're even. a player.
2: Well,
3: yeah, which you know, important. but I mean, it was supposed to be yeah. this
2: whole ghost of <laughs> Renly <laughs> thing, and yeah.
3: Hey, can, right. we, can, can we just appreciate that he's not being like made fun of in this scene? They're not yeah, because like, he's only homophobic in it for point two seconds, and no
4: one knows it's him, <laughs> right? Like he's a non-entity. He's like, and here are the Tyrell—they may as well have had a dude with holding a Tyrell sign up, being like, "I'm the Tyrells." It didn't could have been matter. Garland. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: yeah. I was making the, the argument that they should have kept in the deleted scene where he's looking at Renly's armor, because then you might yeah. have recognized it. They have the same
0: problem that that, that J. J. Abrams has, where it's like, ah, oh, but it's all about the reveal. Who cares if it makes sense? But we're just gonna reveal, reveal, reveal with not with like no, and that's what they cared about. So they they dumped that scene so that you didn't have to. Right. Be like,
1: but wait a minute. But he was, was wearing was, Renly's armor. I didn't even yeah, realize I, that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's wearing yes, Renly's armor. I got distracted by the Pantene commercial. <laughs> no, but that's that's why it's
4: an Easter egg because like we know it's Renly's armor, and if you look at it, you can. Well, see you knew it, it was Renly's like,
1: armor. I was looking well, at his glorious the green capy thing well it's got yeah. the, the antlers
2: on the helm like that's uh, yeah, what yeah i wasn't even too. looking at
1: the armor i was distracted by his hair Seriously.
2: Well, i mean this is even when you see him riding in you can see that he's really dark Renly wear the helmet i don't i don't think we did. i know no, we, we never
0: remember. did no because
1: he was always wearing the the crown
4: yeah, he yeah. never actually fought anybody he just like presided <laughs> over a lot of tournaments
2: That's true. And he looks pretty doing it. He He looks
4: very pretty doing it. He
2: provided that really great clapping gift we keep using. Right? Thank you, (laughs) Gethin.
4: Thank you. I miss Gethin. Come back, Gethin.
2: (laughs) Come back and make Loras a real
1: character. Yep. He, could be a, he could be a White Walker. There's another armpit that needs to be shaved.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you have this whole, like, to him, like, him being Loris' greatest love, and that's with the armor thing, and that's the last time we hear about it, because then it's like, hey, here's Loras getting a blowjob or giving a blowjob or whatever it is. Like, everything after that is just ridiculous.
0: I mean... I have yeah, bookworm is thing. supposed to be celibate, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. he goes celibate okay. because he loves Renly so much.
2: Right, because yes, it's courtly love. Yeah. yeah, No, no. Whatever the candle sun thing is, I can't remember the moment. But no, I was gonna say I really love the moment in the book where Jamie's like, who was wearing Renly's armor, and he's like, Garland, because it was too big for me. Oh, <laughs> my brother said he would wear it for me. <laughs> it's just adorable that's right,
0: that's right. it wasn't Loris. It no was it wasn't but, but that, that guy doesn't, doesn't exist, exist in the show and okay. neither does Willis. No.
4: I know like Willis who's actually a pretty cool character and I'm like hey well, he this I can stand I That's like why
0: like has made Willis much cooler than he was
2: ever intended to be there's well, that's all that because fan because art George of him is, being super hot that's because George has said he's gonna come back and be a character wait is yeah. there a
4: thing with there's like a, a fandom for Willis I've never seen oh, that yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go in the tag.
2: He's all, he's always super hot. And, and uh, I'm, I'm in, going and right now. That's happening. Oh, of course. Yeah. I assume that because they never put Loras on the Kingsguard, which still bugs me, <laughs> that he has to become Willis, in essence, and do whatever Willis is going to do. See, yeah, but Willis liked girls. It doesn't say it. We don't know that he's going to bury someone to do something important. He could... <laughs> yes. Do something else. (laughs) Although with his leg, I don't know what he's doing, but I just want to want to close out the episode with a discussion about um, like this is the first episode where they focused on a single storyline. Is that something that we liked and we wish they would do more of? They did it for Watchers on the Wall, but could it work for a non-battle episode?
4: If they actually made some tension and alluded to the fact that we would need to have a self-contained episode earlier in the season, unlike what they did with Watchers on the Wall, yes, because I thought the tension was handled really well in this episode and I thought the build-up made it worthwhile. So that's that's what I think.
3: I think they kind of... Oh, sorry, but you go first.
0: Oh, okay. I was just going to say that I think that um, this sort of single storyline episode would work well for Arya and they could play on um, the point of view because your point of view is so limited in the book sometimes that they could... They could spend a whole episode just following Arya around and not showing us anything else and I think that that, that could work.
1: Oh, that's gonna be all of season five with it. Yeah.
3: Her. I think they kinda <laughs> done that with season four where at least it was divided between like one or two storylines. If I was they were to s- yeah, say that. If they were to do it, there's one particular storyline that I would want them to do it for. A whole entire episode devoted to my favorite character, Grant Stark. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait a
3: minute! <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Just yes, like a
2: that's, one. One. that's a bonus that's episode really? that doesn't <laughs> exist. I would
3: that's what, like. I would just. Rachel,
2: we're watching Bloodraven vis- vis- uh, deliver presents to all the boys and girls of Westeros. <laughs> and they want to
3: do the impossible and do what they've never done before: to devote more than like five seconds to Bran Stark. That's when I'd want to see As, it again.
0: Instead of cookies, you leave out smoothies.
3: Yeah. Exactly. Uh... <laughs>
2: Uh, only Jojen flavor.
3: Jojen his smoothie. Yeah. There's no Jojen. <laughs> He's like ashes. Fireball. Can I have?
1: Can I have a dash of Jojen in my smoothie, please? That's all that's left. Aww. He's just ashes. Merry. Um,
2: Christmas, everybody.
3: I mean, the children of the forest are like the elves, so we all. <laughs> wow.
2: There you go. I was going to say I was going to agree with you, Jess, that season four. It was kind of similar to this in that it wasn't a single storyline, but they did do a lot of less storylines in each episode, which I thought was really effective.
3: Yeah, and it was okay to leave, like, I know, in, like especially in the second season, they were always so afraid to leave a yeah. character like Danny off-screen for more and than an episode. it was a problem. Exactly, and in season four, like, it works. Like, we, we can spend three episodes without a character. We're not going to forget them. Or in this right. case, a whole season.
2: <laughs> yeah they're really getting into this now <laughs> they're really
3: confident we'll remember who
0: that kid was hey all that means is that season 6 is going to be 10 episodes of Bran Stark
3: right? and oh, Rickon
1: for Christ. no oh 5 of Bran Rickon. and 5 of Rickon
3: it's going to be so Rick shitty not getting five he's going to have like himself. a giant beard he's going to be like a
1: <laughs> he's going to be carrying Hodor around
3: Exactly. Oh, Bran, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay.
2: Well, this is devolving. Let's say, on that note, let's toast to Bran Stark. To Bran Stark. <laughs> Brand to Bran Stark. Stark, who we'll never see again. <laughs> happy and, holidays, uh, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy, happy Hanukkah. I hope that Blood Raven visits you. Happy non (laughs) promise. Family torture time.
0: (laughs) Well it is Game of Thrones, so (laughs) Exactly. Going home to the twins, you
1: guys. (laughs) Visited by the old gods and the new And Andrew.
0: Praise (laughs) Relore. And may the drowned god always haunt your steps.
1: Yep. Not today. This is getting weird. It's 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 getting weird. When did it not be weird in the first place?
4: (laughs) All right, we should end it. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
4: And so he broke that sacred oath, that
0: Lord of the Crossing. And now the pie crusts cover his skin. They're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie Christ's cover his kin. Revenge, it tastes so sweet.
2: What do you give this episode? Well, I'm
3: gonna preface everything by saying I did not rewatch the episode. Hold on, hold on, guys. guys, guys, uh, guys, Can you
2: pause?
4: Guys, can you pause for a minute? Guys, can you pause for a minute?
3: Can you say it four more times? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry.
4: I didn't
2: know if anybody heard me. (laughs) (laughs) All fourteen times.